What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We are continuing a series that just kind of started and we're running with it, but it's all about how you can connect with God and forge a deeper connection with God. I think it's really interesting where maybe we don't know how, we don't know that we can, and then we limit it or just only go to a certain point when there's no limits to the depth that you can go in relationship with God. There's no limit to where you can go. Your hunger can increase. God can keep revealing more to you. You can start experiencing God in so many ways. It is not meant to be a boring relationship. Intimacy is about daily connection. So we've talked about different prophetic personalities, maybe why it's been complicated for us to approach God or really own that we are hearing from God and how to really get yourself aligned and tracking with him. So we're going to continue and talk about how you can develop each of the personality types, if you will, these prophetic personalities. So we're going to take it one by one. If you haven't subscribed, this is a great time to do so. We also love it when you rate the podcast five stars and leave a review. That blesses us so much. One, because we get to see that you're here. Two, it's also a way that really supports this podcast. So if you're just sitting here listening, it would be an honor if you would actually take it a step further, rate the podcast five stars, leave a review. And when you do, make sure that you go to julianapage.com slash podcast and grab your free 30-day devotional. It's the God's Vibes Matter devotional. We'll send that to you for free just for being here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such an honor to be able to offer all of this content for free every single week. It's a joy to be able to do so. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And I'm so grateful for you and for your listenership. If you haven't joined us over in Courage Co., that is a great place to plug into really invest in your personal development, your spiritual growth, your spiritual maturity, your character, leadership, so much. It's a great place to build like-minded community and make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to living your most courageous and impactful story. You can plug in with us over there, www.courageco.org. And then a few of you have been asking, I've got only a couple of spots left. So if you are really wanting to work together, my calendar is open for one-on-one personal coaching. So if you've been looking for your personal coach, I might be her. (laughs) And if you are interested, you can email info at julianapage.com for more information on coaching. There's only a couple of spots left and they are only open until book. So if you want to make it on the calendar, email info at julianapage.com and the team will send over details about what that might look like to work together. All right, let's talk about developing the prophetic personality of the hearer, the hearer. It says in Psalm 85, 8, I will hear with expectant hope what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones. Isn't that awesome? So good. So let's talk about how you can develop this prophetic personality. Think about these questions. What could God do through your life because you can hear him? What could God do through your life because you can hear him? What messages are direct assignments God has given you to give to others? 
Who's waiting for you to bring them a message of hope? We know that God is everywhere and anyone can hear his voice, but it's often hard to listen to him, especially in this busy world that we live in. And it's not going to get any less busy. It's not going to get any less quiet. We have to position ourselves and be disciplined enough to create space to hear God. As a hearer, you tend to excel at hearing clearly what God wants you to hear. Because you have this skill, sometimes God gives you words to share with others who can't hear as clearly. Yes, he says he loves you, right? Might be something. So some traits of that here, just to recap here, God shows up in your world as a hearer through words. He uses phrases, sentences, conversations, and stories to speak to you. And you encounter the voice of God through a play-by-play experience. You're the one who can pinpoint what you heard God say, when he said it, and how it affected you. Okay? So, remember... That your strengths are an outcome of your relationship with God. It doesn't matter what personality you identify with most. Your strengths are an outcome of your relationship with God. They don't create your relationship, but they are a supernatural benefit of a healthy and intimate relationship with your creator. Okay? So here are some of the things that make hearers exceptional. Hearers have a unique ability to hear the voice and the thoughts of God, okay? And you can imagine what that is like when you can offer that as encouragement. So we have prophetic prayer calls every other Wednesday morning in Courage Co. for free. We also record these. It's called a bi-monthly prayer call. So you can join us every other Wednesday at 8 a.m. Or you can join Courage Co. and catch the replays and all of the notes from those. But those are prophetic words. They're prophetic encouragement. And it's more towards a corporate audience. Like, what is God doing on a larger scale right now? But often, God knows exactly who's going to be on those calls. And we read... people's mail. It's pretty powerful. But as a hearer, you have a supernatural way of hearing God's voice with exceptional clarity. You aren't trying to put a picture or a feeling into words. You already have the words, phrases, and conversations that God shares with you. So this language is unambiguous. It's clear And it cuts through the confusion and brings clarity to anyone who hears it. So I know for me personally, this isn't necessarily something that I muster, but I could be on a coaching call and I just get a sense, I get a phrase, I get a word, something is highlighted to me and I'm able to offer that to different clients. So this happens a lot on coaching calls and in strategy sessions. And it's really powerful because you, as the person delivering the word, might not know why or where that comes from. But when you deliver it, (laughs) the receiver also has an explanation as to what that means for them. And that's really powerful. So you hear what others can't seem to hear. And not everyone hears God as you do. Being a hearer is a beautiful thing. Your perception of God's voice is also distinctive from the voice and perceptions of others. So you find it easy to trust in him. So you can really discern God's voice amidst opinions of man, amidst your own thoughts and emotions, different things going on in the world. You can sift through all that really quickly and discern God. 
Mature hearers are so familiar with God's voice that they recognize it effortlessly. So you have a constant conversation with God, sharing your heart with him and him sharing with you. Okay, I've heard it this way before. I hear God's voice. I don't mean I hear a booming, commanding voice that commands me to do stuff. I mean that I hear God as a whisper in my heart and mind. It's as if he's whispering his words into my spirit. Sometimes the words are so clear and profound, I can write them down on paper. They're often way too profound or unexpected for me to have to come up with them on my own. It's like somebody else wrote them for me. They're not just random thoughts either. Sometimes the words are about things happening in my life right now or things that will happen in my future. When I hear these things from God, it feels like a special connection between us because we're talking directly through our spirits. He's communicating with, with me directly through his spirit instead of using somebody else to tell me what he's saying. That's why it feels so personal. God's voice is different from yours. And when you hear him speak to you, it's not like you're having a conversation with yourself. It's more like having a conversation with someone who knows everything about you and can see your future. And that might sound scary, (laughs) but God never intends to hurt us or to make us feel bad. He loves us so much that he wants what's best for us, even if it means that we must do something difficult or change our lives somehow. Call to me, And I will answer you, God promises, and tell you great unsearchable things you do not know. It says that in Jeremiah 33, 3. Another explanation is like this. When I hear God's voice, it usually comes as an idea or thought that seems too smart for me to have come up with on my own. I often get these creative thoughts that would only come from God. So if it directs me towards a good outcome, even if I don't like it, I know it's from him. I know that's true for me. There's been really interesting things that'll happen. I'll get an idea that is an idea that I know that I couldn't come up with on my own. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, now the trick is to trust it, right? To actually do something about it versus ignore it. But I know better now. So I will get ideas. I'll get time frames, which is interesting. Um, I'll get more direction about them as I keep moving towards them. So I'll often get creative ideas. I will get words. I will get phrases. But they'll come like that. Hears can point to the specific moments when they hear God. You can expressly point to a moment of hearing that grounded your confidence. You remember the moment his words filled your heart and mind, and you can recount the time and place he encountered you. Moses had such an extraordinary encounter with God at Mount Sinai. You have had similar encounters with God, even if they weren't on a big mountain or introduced by a burning bush, let's say, like what happens in Exodus, (laughs) your interactions can be much more subtle. Maybe it happened on a trip to Target. While wandering the aisles, you walked by a book and God said, you're going to write a book one day. Maybe it happened during one of your morning devotions and God told you something to tell your friend. It felt urgent, but you didn't know why. It might have taken place on your summer trip when you were 14, sitting in the backseat of your parents' minivan. You heard a clear message. You didn't know how or when, but you can't dismiss what you heard. It was real. 
And now you live with an inner narrative that sounds like God said it. I know when he said it. I believe it, even if I can't see it yet. And here's a super cool characteristic of a hearer. When you share the things God has given you, the act of sharing grounds you in the reality of God, and it also grounds other people, which is really powerful, okay? I know for me, (laughs) in the very beginning of my relationship with God, that was also prophetic. I just didn't know what the prophetic was yet, but I genuinely... As I mentioned before, I really needed to know that God was real, and I needed to know that God could be real for me personally, Um, and I had no clue how to actually initiate or start a relationship with God, so I went off what sounded logical, like, oh, I should probably buy a Bible, (laughs) start reading it in some sort of consistent fashion, I probably need a devotional, I really want to know how to hear God's voice, so that would be helpful, or I want to know what it's like to to fight a battle spiritually versus in my own strength, and so I was like, cool, I'll just go to like a Christian bookstore, because I feel like that's what you do, and I went there, and I just tried to not make eye contact with the people in the store, because I was going to freak out if they asked me what I'm looking for, you know, I just wanted to see what would happen if I just started perusing the aisles by myself. And I ended up standing in front of two books, The Armor of God and Discerning the Voice of God. And I'm like, well played, well played. (laughs) So I knew that I had to bring those books home with me, right? So really, really interesting, but I cannot not remember that experience, right? Like I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly what I was asking for, even I, even though I didn't even say it out loud. And I remember exactly where I'd landed and what I was staring at. And it was so powerful, right? So there's so many experiences that I now have built this track record with God through, right? And it's so, it builds your confidence. It builds your trust. It helps you to really lean on and depend on God, especially when you're stepping out into the unknown adventure of the next thing. Hearers can independently receive and protect the word they've heard from God. So when you receive a message from the Holy Spirit, it's yours. It's also your job as a hearer to carry out the word with courage and resolve. Hearers are strong and independent. And I'm not talking about your personality, the way you carry yourself and interact with others. I'm pointing to the strength and independence already inside of you, revealing your resolve and clarity of purpose. When you hear from God, you know what you've heard from his mouth, and that's all you need. So I have grown to this point, but it's because I spent my whole life not listening. And I paid a high price. There was a story that I've shared before where I broke both wrists. from ignoring my intuition, which is funny in hindsight, was not funny to walk through. But that was a hard lesson, right? And now I know that even if I don't like the voice that I'm hearing, I know better than to not listen because that was a costly experience, right? But hearers don't need to ask anyone else what they think about a topic. They're not going to solicit extra information. You don't have to read every blog post on the internet or watch every YouTube video. You have a word from God that was loud enough to hear clearly. You know how to keep the word you've heard safe. You don't need anyone else to do this for you. You've heard it and that's enough. It says in John 8, 47, whoever is of God and belongs to him, hears the truth of God's words. 
you had the confidence to hold that truth close, make decisions based on what you heard, and let it guide your life in a way nothing else can. And you often look crazy, but that doesn't even matter to you. Somebody once said, I hear God as a voice in my head. This makes it super easy most of the time to have conversations with him throughout my day. And when I'm talking and when I'm taking time out to spend alone time with him, having a conversation with him becomes one of my favorite things. It's powerful because no one can take that word from me. It's an incredible feeling only when we fully trust the one who speaks. Your choice as a hearer to be single-minded and determined in your hearing will change your life and create a positive ripple effect in the lives of other people. This is what this looks like. When you hear from God, his word does not just stay inside your head. It goes beyond that. It penetrates your heart and changes you on the inside. It will cause you to do things differently and others will notice these changes in how you act, treat them, and treat others. The world will change you from the inside out. The word from God will change you from the inside out. Hears can document their history of God speaking and reveal it at the right time. So I am somebody that resisted journaling my whole life. (laughs) I was told to do it over and over and over. And I'm like, yeah, that just does not, I don't know, just I don't have any energy on that. That doesn't feel like something I need to be doing. But I am so grateful that I got over that one because when you're journaling, it really does give you a picture of what's happening in your soul. But you can also document and keep a track record with God. All of your prayer requests, all the prayers that God has answered, the intercession list that you have, there's so much that you can document when you just keep a journal. And part of protecting the words God gives you means writing them down somewhere where you can easily refer to them such as a journal or a notebook. I often coach people to also get index cards and write on one side the promise and the word of God and the fulfillment of it, like what you actually asked God for and when it was fulfilled and date it and have a whole box of how God showed up. And then you can have a box of expectancy, like what God is going to start showing up in. So having these prophetic prayer boxes, if you will, And after you write down the word, you can keep it until God releases you to act on it or share it at the appropriate moment. And this can be difficult because you might feel an urgency to get up and do something with your revelation just because you're excited about it. So it's often wise to let emotions subside, then decide. Because I really get this, but holding the word is just as important as sharing it and acting on it. Because the word in season is everything. Do you remember when God showed up and shocked um, a teenage girl in the middle of the night with a message that she was going to be a mom in Luke 1, 26? Do you remember that story in the Bible? Her pregnancy would be confusing to the world initially, but it would be supernatural and sovereign, jaw-dropping and world-changing, just like God, right? Can you even imagine trying to sleep after a moment like that? (laughs) I mean, literally, like if you actually put yourself... Don't just read that story and be like, huh, cool. But if you actually put yourself in that situation, right? Mary, the mother of Jesus, didn't go public with news on Instagram. She didn't make any announcement, right? She kept her secret until she arrived safely at her cousin Elizabeth's house, where she would be safe from anyone who might want to stone her for being pregnant out of wedlock, regardless of what God said. 
All was revealed in God's perfect time, and her encounter with God is documented forever in God's word. Powerful, right? So, if you're a hearer, you may need to learn to shut up. <laughs> literally, though. And this is true, right? I'm just the messenger here, but literally. Sometimes we have to learn how to shut up. And if we prematurely rush into action, we can miss out on what God wants us to learn from an experience and how he wants us to apply his word in our lives. We're always in a hurry, but God never is. Take time alone with God by reading the Bible and praying. Ask him to confirm his word to you through the scriptures or prayerful conversation with him. Trust him to tell you when, if ever, to reveal something he's told you, okay? Hears can break open the barrier between the visible and the invisible worlds. This is really fun. People look to you for advice and help because you hear things from the mouth of God. That's an asset. (laughs) That's an asset with friends. That's an asset with family. That's an asset to your life and how that evolves. That's an asset in different companies. I've worked overtly and also covertly when it comes to sharing about my faith and being on assignments with God. But Both are effective when you're hearing from God, okay? And he helps you to be excellent and impactful in those different spaces. And God will let you know when to share what you hear with other people. And it's so important that you pay attention because it's meant to just land. It is meant to just land. There are moments when I've communicated specific words that God has given me. And this could be when I'm teaching, when I'm writing in a book, or if I'm having a conversation after a meeting, I can pinpoint what I hear God saying. If I'm brave enough to share it, the word often lands in the hearts of those listening and creates a crack from the visible world to the invisible one, the natural to the supernatural. And the more I share the more fear, anxiety, and unbelief shatter. The power of God's word can break open hearts. A supernatural sunbeam shines hopes into the dark places, okay? Isaiah, the prophet, shared, then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing, restoration, new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, leading you to peace and prosperity. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. This is Isaiah 58.8. So I know I was working in a corporate setting at one time and I had a peer supervising different employees that I was responsible for when I was out of the office. So she was kind of on call, if you will. And there was an incident with one of my employees, with one of my direct reports, if you will. And it was my responsibility when I came into work the next day to meet with her. However, she had not handled the situation well. Um, And it escalated and it was a problem. So she thought that when I was coming to meet with her, that it was not going to go well and that she was going to get in big trouble. But that is not (laughs) what happened. God actually had something different in mind for her. One, she didn't know that I was a person of faith. She didn't really know me at all. She didn't know what I was capable of, but she saw that meeting going very differently. So I sat down with her. We started talking and very quickly into our conversation, she was just in tears because she had been prayerful about this meeting. She had been asking God for 
you know, a sign that day about something and I happened to speak the exact words that she had asked God to affirm and she just started weeping right right in the middle <laughs> of a corporate office and was just so blown away by how God showed up and ministered straight to her from the last person she would ever have thought that that was coming from. And she was just totally moved too by the grace that God was able to share through me to her because I was willing to get out of the way. And it was a really, really powerful interaction, but that's all from hearing God. I didn't hear this was the factual situation that happened and I need to go, um, you know, have a tough confrontation type conversation with this woman. It was a very different interaction, right? It was one full of grace and it was profoundly more impactful. And then this woman later would trust me for many, many things, not just regarding work, but even in her spiritual life, which is a very big deal, okay? So at your best, you hear the voice of God precisely and can convey the most relevant points to those who need God's word. You have a unique way of hearing what others can't seem to hear. And at your worst, you don't think you are hearing from God, so you ignore what God is saying and you rationalize it away. Hearers can't always see the big picture because they get stuck in the details. Sometimes as a hearer, you can get so caught up with all the hearing you're doing, you forget that while you hear clearly, you might not hear everything. We can hear only as much as God wants to reveal. I like to encourage myself, if God wants to know, if God wants me to know more, he'll reveal it. If this is all I need to know, I'm going to move on all I need to know. This is where humility comes in. <laughs> so if you're constantly sharing your words and messages from God as if you have the whole picture, you might actually miss what God is really saying. So collect and cherish those words like the puzzle pieces that they are. Paul reminds us, for now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God, says this in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Hearers are usually very good at gathering the words and thoughts of God and getting all the details right, but hearers don't always understand enough about what they're hearing to put it all together, which means you're vulnerable to obsessing over the details, <laughs> okay? You can get stuck in the details. Think of it this way. If you're trying to focus on what God is saying, trying to get your thoughts out, trying to listen for clues about other people who might be present or involved, even if you're just trying to relax and have a good time with God, details can be annoying. They can even be overwhelming. Even more challenging is if you're not careful, obsessing over details can make you feel confused. It will lead to double-mindedness. And if you're confused, you lose because we know that God is not the author of confusion. So it's important to stay humble. I like thinking about being on the potter's wheel. Our job is to stay on there <laughs> and be moldable and pliable in the Father's hands. Collect details, yes, but don't let the details dictate or dominate. Hold them loosely. 
Here's can overwhelm people with the whole play-by-play instead of the main points. <laughs> in film school, right? We, we definitely learn and teach that less is more. Okay, so if you have to explain a lot, let's say you're in the screenwriting phase, if you have to just explain, 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 you're not clear. If you can't make that an image in a play-by-play in a scene, you don't have the main point yet. So you have to keep writing until you can get to the main point. You have to keep going until you get specific. The upside of being a hearer is that you hear God a lot, but the downside is that you hear God a lot. You have a constant inflow of information and it's great for your personal relationship with God, but it's not great for anyone listening to you talk. So imagine having your best friend on speakerphone while you have all kinds of conversations with your spouse. At first, they might lean in, they might be interested in how you're communicating, but after a while, this would be exhausting, emotionally draining, probably boring. They wouldn't feel like that's any of their business, right? As messengers, we too can cloud the message because sometimes we overwhelm those who are listening in. A certain level of play-by-play and enthusiasm about what God is saying is just too much for others to take in and absorb. And God never gives us more than we can bear. So no matter how charismatic you are, no one wants to be on your permanent speakerphone. They just don't. They'll hang up on you. So ask God to help you pinpoint the most important elements of what he wants you to share. Nail the theme. Grab the central idea and stay focused on that message. I like to say, what is the through line? (laughs) What is the most important thing? What is the through line? What is the main point that you're trying to drive home here? If you keep saying God said, and then God said, and then God said, and then God said, God said, God said, some people will start to tune out. Have you ever failed to hear the siren of an emergency vehicle until it's right on top of you? You tune it out. It's like that. The sound has become so common, we stop listening for it. Okay, I was talking to a friend the other day. Um, This can happen sometimes in the medical field, right? Because they deal with so many tragic events every day, they become desensitized. And some doctors don't have bedside manner, right? Like they don't have empathy. They don't have this ability to really care for people that are coming in and really in hard grief-driven situations, right? And they just seem so cold and unfeeling. And that can be really, really hard, but it's because they've been desensitized. They're just neutral. They're not emotional and they're just, it's just another day to them. Not always, but you kind of get how that can be. So what could be going on here? This is sort of like the guy who cried wolf, right? Did he really say all this? Okay, when you learn to hone the message and share the important ones, everyone will lean in to listen. I remember when I did an experiential education program in Philadelphia, this was a time and a season of my life where I was not very vocal. I was walking through a really hard season and I was pretty quiet. Okay, but there were times where we were required to speak up. So apparently I didn't speak up a lot. And this teacher said, you don't talk much, but when you do, you silence a room. So what that let me know was that I do actually have a powerful voice. I'm on target. 
and I'm thinking a lot. So although I'm quiet, that doesn't mean that I'm missing anything. I'm picking up on a lot and I'm processing a lot. And when I process it, I can deliver it. I just don't always do that. So it was really interesting to have that feedback. Here's tend to be independent and value what they've heard over what others are sensing. As a hearer, you most often hear God speak independently. Through your independence, right, which is a strength that can also work against you. It can lead to a lack of team thinking. You'll assume I heard what God said and I'm clear. I got the word of the Lord. Just follow me, right? And that isn't always a good thing. You might be susceptible to dismissing somebody else's hearing since it didn't come in the phrase like, thus saith the Lord, or God told me with words like actual words. Be careful not to assume that what you heard is more valuable than what others are sensing, seeing, or feeling. The way others perceive God is just as important and valuable, okay? So the Bible actually says, we know when we prophesy in part. We get more color, right? The more different perspectives we have. No matter your intention, independence can isolate you, and it doesn't help everyone move forward. You may assume your particular hearing style looks like leadership, but it's not the only way to lead. Here's often benefit from involving others in what they know God is doing. And involving others can help you see the big picture from many different angles and perspectives, right? Just like we need the body of Christ to understand the fullness of Jesus, right? We're all made in the image and likeness of Christ, but you really are susceptible to relating with God in the way that's most relatable to you. And that's true of everybody else. So how we relate with God, let's say that you really relate with God that is kind and nurturing and present, right? Well, some people might relate to the Jesus that flips the table and has a smackdown with the Pharisees, right? Like, still Jesus, just different moments, right? So we need the full body to see the full Jesus, okay? And we often need different perspectives to see the full word of what God wants to be doing. How you can mature as a hearer, you ready? Document your hearing with journals, voice memos, and even sticky notes, whatever you gotta do. (laughs) When I'm training the prophetic, we just have people record words all the time. They just pull out their phone and they, they they voice note all the time. And the best way to develop your hearing is to cultivate a system of documenting and recording what you've heard. Your job is to steward the gift of hearing through documentation. Use journals, notebooks, voice memos, typed records, anything that will help you write down and recall exactly what God said. And this is powerful because he might continue to build it over time. Habakkuk 2.2 says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. The power of writing things down will become obvious in your life. When others try to remember what God said to them through you, you can easily refer to what you wrote down and you'll have the clarity to communicate. God said this exact thing at this exact time. And if you're a hearer, you may find you need to buy journals in bulk. So my God's Vibes Mastermind family knows that I am a big fan (laughs) 
of just having five subject notebooks. I divide out my life into different topics that God is talking to me about. So I've got a personal one. I've got a business and a mission one. Um, and I just talk to God and I let him reveal so much. I document all of the things. Okay. And I do it not just in these notebooks. I'll do it on notes. I'll do it in uh, word type documents. I'll have it everywhere. Sometimes I'll email myself. I will voice memo things. I will transcribe things. I am a documenter, but it causes my memory to be better as well. Okay, and it also gives me the freedom to not rely on my memory. If I'm going to forget it, I just write it down. And I don't overthink about writing it down. I just write it down. (laughs) Build your faith by regularly revisiting what you've documented. So after writing it down, this can easily be missed. There is another step. Don't forget to go back and read this record again and again. So I learned this lesson the hard way last week. I started another accelerated ministry program, um, which is really powerful. I'm glad that I was led to do that. But what I didn't realize was that there's exams every week. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. So while I took copious notes and great notes, right, in, you know, the five-hour session that we had had, I wasn't expecting that there would be an exam midweek. So that was fun for me to learn. But it was great that I had notes. I just need to be better at reviewing them so it stays in my memory. So reading it for yourself will always build your faith. The word promises us this truth in Romans. So faith comes by hearing. What is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. This is in the Amplified Version. For decades, right, There's many people that you can see have stewarded the words that God has given them, right? And you can see them compile prophetic words and, and be able to share them repeatedly. And that can encourage your heart. So recalling God's word helps us build our faith and helps us know what to pray for. And when you take God seriously, you write down and read what he said to you. That makes sense, right? Like think about a lover of your soul writing you a letter, you're going to read that letter over and over when they express their heart to you. That's what it's like. God is expressing his heart to you. You're going to read that over and over again. And God will respond by speaking more to those who honor and steward his words, right? Like why would God keep speaking to you if you're not going to listen? Selah. (laughs) Don't be surprised if you begin to see God move specifically in relation to what you've been reading and rereading. There's power in declaring God's promises. It is amazing. Write selected words on index cards and place these where you will see them often. This is another way you can remind yourself of what he's spoken to you. This is also just a great way too to get the words stored up in your heart. But write it down. Invite the Lord to speak with you throughout the day. Work on saying to the Lord throughout the day, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Have it under your breath every morning before you do anything. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then take a moment to listen, like embrace the pause. God will speak to you if you ask him to, but you have to stop and you have to listen. That's what makes communication powerful. Listening is a skill you can develop just like any other, and it's something you can get better at through practice, okay? You can also ask God for clarity on what to share with whom and when. 
and when, okay? Wisdom knows the difference between when you should be hearing and when you should be sharing. Wisdom is key here. If you want to pair your hearing with discernment for a powerful one to punch, then follow God's lead. Being discerning can mean a few things, but I would explain it this way. Using God's wisdom to figure out what's best, especially when what's best isn't obvious. And in the context of hearing from God, using discernment means asking him to show you the right timing for sharing what he said. You don't just blurt it out. It also means asking him to remove any obstacles such as pride that might prevent you from exercising his wisdom. Ask him for help and he will help you. It really is that simple. So an example of this, I've gotten words for people before. I've really been hearing from God about what season they're in, what they're battling, but I didn't have the permission to share anything. So instead of sharing it, it turned into prayer and intercession. That's what God wanted me to do with it, okay? Practice building trust with those around you. It's important to share what you've heard with other people. And I have found that having somebody else pray with me and talk through what I've heard is a huge help in understanding what God has said. So I've got a couple of friends. We just connect in video messages throughout the week because our schedules don't always align and we can't always meet in person. But these have turned into prayer, prophetic encouragement, intercession, so many beautiful things. And it just changes your momentum when you've got people able to hear and validate what they're sensing as well. Find a friend or a family member who will pray with you and listen as you explain what God has put on your heart. Then if the word is simple, such as, let's say, eat more vegetables, (laughs) go do that. But if it's something significant, such as I want you to leave nursing school and start an online business, wait until God confirms his direction through others who can safely process that word with you. So this is a big deal when you're spending big amounts of money when you're about to make a big life-altering decision, big deal to make sure that you process those things with other people. And don't force what you hear on others and demand that they hear you out. Don't do that. Share something, then wait. See if they ask to hear more and be patient and wait for God's timing. It's asking a lot and not everybody has that bandwidth, right? You don't just go throw your stuff on somebody else and expect them to fix it. Like it's really not fair to not check in with somebody, ask for permission, ask for permission. And as much as you might want to share right away, sometimes God asks you to wait until later when it's needed most. And sometimes you'll discover you're not supposed to share because the word was meant just for you. Okay. And God may have you convey what he has said to a specific person or a specific group of people, maybe your family, your staff, your community. So wait patiently for God to give you the go ahead. And remember that trust takes time and God tests you to see if you're trustworthy. And so do those around you. <laughs> so there's no rush. Having trust is always worth the wait. Okay. So to my hearers, We need you. We love that God speaks to you through words and phrases. How lacking our world would be if hearers didn't continually hear the conversations of heaven. Keep learning to hear God speak to you in your hearing. Continue to document the words and stories God is giving you. 
the work will be worth it. Imagine all of the lives affected because you as a hearer have communicated the mind of Christ to them. You courageously give supernatural words to the natural world. It's powerful. Thank you for sharing with us and revealing the story God is writing in you and us. Thank you for repeatedly investing in your hearing to reveal more of God to each of us. We're so thankful God speaks to you in this way. So here is a hear cheat sheet that I'll just read through for for the hearers out there. Some of the strengths. Hearers work independently and protect the words that they've heard. Hearers can pinpoint when and where they heard God, which grounds them. Hearers have a keen sense of knowing when God is speaking. And the more hearers obey God's voice, the greater their anointing to live in the gift becomes. And when the world is when the word is activated in hearers, they become unstoppable. It's like a kind of like Popeye spinach, okay? <laughs> it's like a supernatural boost on the inside. But some of the weaknesses of hearers, they can't always see the details of the big picture. They can sometimes cloud the message with too much information. They can tend to be independent and lack team thinking and collaboration. And they need to remember not to elevate their hearing over others' perception, over what others are perceiving. So for maturity, here are some opportunities. Honor what you are hearing and help others pinpoint what God is highlighting. Develop the discipline, and it is a discipline. It is a responsibility. It is also a privilege to record and review all of the words that you receive. Learn to say on a consistent basis. I do this in drives, commutes, different things, right? Learn to say, speak, your servant is listening. Say that throughout your day. Practice building trust with those around you. Don't force your hearing on others and seek discernment from God about when and with whom to share. All right. So that is a message to the hearers. If you are here, I hope this message blessed you. If you want to find out more about the other prophetic personalities and how to nurture and grow and develop those, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast now. Costs you nothing and it blesses us. So take a minute. Click on subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, and leave a review. And then also, if you really want to grow and deepen your spiritual walk, your maturity, develop your character, invest in your personal development this year, join us over in the Courage Co. community. There's so much that happens there that will never make it on the internet. Or the podcast. We really just get to work. So if you want to plug in with a community that's doing the work, it's www.couragego.org. Until next time, everybody, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and